Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. What is going on? What is going on, Bills Mafia? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Overreaction post-game show brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings multicast and podcast network. I'm your host. I'm the voice of the Overreaction post-game show. My name is Joe Miller, and you can find me, as always, on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. It is so good to have you. You guys have options, right? So not only do you have options live right now, there's plenty of people out there that are doing post-game shows and and and, and you've got the opportunity to watch this football game that's on right now that means a lot to the Buffalo Bills next week. You've got you could be in bed watching a movie, you could be hanging out with your kids, you could be having a snack, but you're choosing to spend your time, a little bit of your time with me and I just want to say welcome. I want to say thank you, I want to say welcome. I appreciate you, and as always, whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee, at the gym with your AirPods in, on the drive to work, or watching me live right now on YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook, let me just one last time say, welcome. Happy Victory Monday to all of Bill's Mafia. Victory Monday, Victory Tuesday, Victory Wednesday. Bills Mafia, the proud fans of the AFC Eastern Division champions for the 2021 season, back-to-back years. Back-to-back years, and I've already got uh, comments up in the comment section for Boho Mojo, and you better believe it so, as we just rhyme on all the O's, let it flow, Boho Mojo. Boho Mojo was rocking today, and we are now 4-0 in the Boho Mojo. Not that we shouldn't have been. I mean, let's be honest. The last four games weren't exactly <laughs> unbeatable teams. Now the real work begins. Now the real work begins. I want to say a special welcome to everybody that's in the chat, in the comment section. Thank you so much for being a part of this show live right now, as I said. And, and thank you to everybody as well. The you know This show gets listened to thousands of times in podcast form. Uh, thank you to everybody that takes you know a half hour, forty five minutes, or the full hour that the show typically goes, and you and you and you dive in and you listen to it, and you're a part of me, and you're a part of this show, you're a part of Rumblings. I just appreciate every single one of you more than you know, as Jr. just said, which is awesome. It is a new season. The playoffs are upon us, and before we get to my summary, please do me a favor. Whatever platform you're lo- you're watching on or listening on, please subscribe to the Buffalo Rumblings channel, uh, which primarily and especially if you are on YouTube. And if you are catching this later, please subscribe to the Rumblings YouTube channel. Also, click the like button for me. Jump on that like button, the thumbs up button on whatever platform you're, you're watching or listening on. Click the like button. Don't be afraid to leave me a really nice, flattering comment or you know uh what's the word a recommendation if you will i know that recommendations are big on itunes and in just different podcast land spotify and whatnot feel free to leave me a recommendation but uh yeah jump on that like button tell a friend have them join us have them join you in the comment section as brian bauer says smash that like y'all with a thousand thumbs up emojis We are also Super Chat Live. If you want to get my attention, the easiest thing for you to do is to Super Chat me uh, just because when I get into my notes, it's going to be difficult for me to pay attention to the chat. It's it's hard for me to do two things at once again because this show is primarily a podcast, even though we record it live. And super, super duper love having every single one of you in the chat with me and watching me live. I'm watching. So on my phone, I'm watching the... uh, Las Vegas Raiders and the Chargers game because it's incredibly paramount to what we're going to see right now. Live look in 
the Raiders are winning 10 to nothing and the Chargers have the football. We'll get to a little bit of that in a second. Now to this football game. The Buffalo Bills hosted the New Jersey Jets at Highmark. Yes, I called the New Jersey. The New Jersey Jets at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park on what was yet again another windy and less than ideal weather day and came out on top 27 to 10 to clinch the AFC East for a second straight time. Let's go. We can just stop the show right there. Let's go. Show over. Not really, but show over. 27 to 10, AFC East champs, two times in a row. Let's go. Three possession win. The Buffalo Bills finished the season 11 and 6 by beating the Jets. And basically, for lack of a better way of, of saying it, they put the, they put their destiny in their own hands. They were not going to be in a situation where they were going to lose this game and then wait and see kind of what happens with the Patriots uh, in their game against the Dolphins. They 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 put the they put the Jets to bed, if you will. Uh, Brian Bowers is already in here with a super chat. Brian, good to see you. You know you're my guy. Somebody give this guy a show already. I don't know what it's going to take, but uh, Matt Hawk. Uh, Brian Bowers to the super chat. Matt Hawk, the he's the only reason we didn't shut them boys out. He's got to go, and I mean now the problem with Matt Hawk, and I don't want to get ahead of my notes, is he is paramount to the kicking game as it pertains to holding for Tyler Bass. So as much as I'm wearing the aforementioned Corey Bohorquez jersey, and there's some serious hashtag Boho Mojo in this jersey, and it's a good luck charm. I've only lost one game while wearing it, ever. The reality is, is Corey Bohorquez is not a very good place kick holder, which is why he's probably not in Buffalo, and Matt Hawk is. Matt Hawk is a great place kick holder. Just not really that good of a punter, <laughs> apparently, which makes you wonder, how did he get this far? Because I got to think there's a lot of college kids that can hold the crap out of a place kick that can't punt a football. I digress. Brian, thank you for the super chat. You are, as always, the man. As I said, the Bills finished the season 11-6, and six, beating the Jets in a rough game. And it looks like the Patri- or the, I'm sorry, the uh, Chargers just scored, so it is now 6-10, to 10, about to be 7-10. We will pause for just a moment to wait for the extra point to be kicked. And it is good. So it is now 10-7, Raiders leading with 12-42 uh, in the second quarter. In a football game, the Buffalo Bills, it was rough at times, but uh, when they need to, uh, you know, they put the Jets away. You know, this Buffalo Bills team is very good about putting putting teams away when they need to. Now, they've struggled a little bit this year trying to come back from behind, especially in one-score games, but if they need, if they've got a lead and they need to just put a team away in the fourth quarter, they do a relatively decent job of it. But when I say this game was rough, you all watched it, I'm sure, and some of you that are either listening to this or watching it now maybe didn't get a chance to watch it. I mean, chalk up another ugly win for this football team. You know, I, I'm the first guy to say it. You've heard me say it on this show many times. They don't ask you how you won. They never say at the end of the season you were 11-6, and six, but tell me how you won weeks 15, 16, and 17, or 16, 17, eight, and 18. T- tell me how you won. Like, What did that game look like to you? And then judge you accordingly. They don't do that in the NFL. They just go, did you win? Etch mark. Oh, you're 11 and 7? Or 11 and 6, rather? You made the playoffs. You won the eight. You won the AFC East. I'm the first person to tell you that. But I'm going to be honest with you. As much as we are 4-0, and man, this team. <laughs> man, this team. Oh. You're talking about a situation. I mean, we talk about, you know, our wins sustainable. And, and I'm the king of, since 2019, saying phrases that make my counterparts and people that I'm very good friends with who are also content creators crazy. I'm the guy that says stats only matter until they don't. That's that's a Joe Miller quote me. If you ever say stats only matter until they don't, hash like put the little hash, the dash mark, click and then write Joe Miller. Because I'm the guy that says stats only matter until they don't. The Buffalo Bills are 11 and 6. They've won the last four games in a row. They've got the greatest point differential like in the league this year for wins. Which is insane because they have played a ton of ugly football games. This the They're the number one defense in the NFL for passing. And, and this game today is going to only further like cement them <laughs> in the number one passing ranks. 
the freaking the the freaking Jets today passed for all of five yards. Five. Put your hand up in front of you. Stick out all of your fingers. Hold them out straight. Count them. One, two, three, four, five. That's how many total yards the Jets passed for today. Five. <laughs> but what you don't hear in that stat of, oh my gosh, did you? And you're going to hear about it this week. The, the Buffalo Bills, you know, only gave Zach Wilson passed for five yards in that football game. What they're not going to tell you is that it was 13 to 10 in the third quarter. <laughs> 13 to 10. This football team, man. This football team. Some chewing on ice cubes in my microphone. Sorry about that. Rough game. We won, but man, this team. <laughs> man, this team. There are people texting me after the game. I'm crying. I'm in tears. I'm not ashamed to be crying. I didn't cry. I've seen the Bills win AFC Championship games a lot. Um, I'm old, for lack of a better way of saying it. I'm a little bit older than most of the people that are probably in the chat or listening to this podcast. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm I'm asking myself as I see Josh Allen, you know, grow since we've drafted him and he's grown and progressed in this team last year, especially like I had to come to some sort of a negotiation or conversation with myself because how am I going to be if the Buffalo Bills win a Super Bowl? Am I going to get emotional? Am I going to cry? There were people last year when the Bills won the East. If you remember, there was people that, that had put a bunch of stuff out on Twitter, videos of themselves like crying and they got like waxed for it, which I don't understand. If that's how they feel emotionally as a fan, let them feel it's all right. I don't generally cry to begin with. So for those of you that do personality types and those of you that listen to me and have listened to me for a long time, I'm very much a leader, like into leadership, leadership guru stuff, which in that implies personality types. I'm an INTJ Myers-Briggs and I'm an Enneagram eight. I'm very disconnected from my emotions. It doesn't mean I don't feel I'm just disconnected from my emotions. When my girls were born and I love my girls, I didn't cry. Like a lot of dads do. I counted fingers and toes. (laughs) Are all their fingers there? Are all their toes there? Um, you know, I hear stories of, of men who cried, and I love that story. And I'm going to be honest with you. My girls have helped me f- find connection to my feelings. There's times if I just sit back and think about memories that I have and vacations. I don't know why I'm talking about this. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, vacations and just memories that I have with my girls, I will well up, and I will get connected to them. All that to say this about the bills. I've had to negotiate or come to some kind of realization if I would, will I would cry if the Bills won a Super Bowl? I don't know. My wife, I promise you, will be standing over me, hands on her hips, like you didn't cry for your girls being born, but you cried over this, the Bills winning the Super Bowl? I'm not going to lie. I got a little misty at Jim Kelly's Hall of Fame speech. I got a little misty. I mean, he was talking about his son. I mean, give me some credit. He was talking about his son, Hunter, who was there, but... Yeah, I don't. Yeah, so this this uh, they found a way to win. Let's just let's just wrap this whole little segment up with it. They found a way to win. It was ugly, but they found a way to win. Ethan, uh, Ethan Tweedy in with a super chat. Thank you, bro, for be, being a part of the show. Joe, I can't stay, but I wanted to say that you do a great job, and it feels so great to be AFC East champs. Cheers. Hashtag Boho Mojo. Ethan, I appreciate you. We'll catch you on the rebound, whether it's uh, later. Uh, so if you watch this back, or if it's a situation where we just catch you next week, brother. Appreciate you as always. This Buffalo Bills team, however, finds some way, even in rough games. And I think uh, Jessica Tennis, who's in the comments section, kind of alluded to it or inferred it. They find some way to pull pull away at the end of the game in the fourth quarter by three possessions. They do it often. But man, do they like to let teams linger? They let they, they just they they just enjoy letting like teams that shouldn't necessarily be in a game with them. They like to let them linger in ugly fashion. Got another super chat for you. This comes from Peyton. My guy Peyton plays. Thank you so much for being for the super chat, brother. Appreciate you. Appreciate your, uh, your friendship and your connection, man. Uh, and I love the gift, uh, the, you, you and me in Tampa, like that was great. So like, look at us in Tampa. That was great, dude. Uh, Peyton says, uh, we learned, uh, what we learned in 2021. Allen is still elite. Oliver is great. Knox is great. Edmonds is good. Phillips is good. Brown may be a steal. Our defense is legit. It's been 26 years, Bills Mafia. Enjoy it. Great work this year, Joe. I guess we can just end the show right there. <laughs> I don't even need to like talk anymore because you nailed all the you've nailed all the major points there, bro. Appreciate you, Peyton. 
you were you were you were the man. But uh, getting back to my notes, uh, the Bills just have a way. They've got a fun way of kind of letting guys stick around, letting teams. The notes I have say linger. They let teams linger in ugly fashion. That's how I worded that. And I'm not, you know, I'm not exactly a writer. But that's what I wrote. The book on this football team, as you guys know, all season is they play to the level of their opponent and especially to, you know, they play down to opponents. They allow those down teams to kind of stick around. And this game was no different. However, that defense, that Buffalo Bills vaunted defense came to play today. Nine sacks. Nine sacks on the day, and as I told you already, the Buffalo Bills also smothered the Jets' ground game and kept or held the Jets to five yards, five yards passing. Nine sacks, nine times, nine sacks today. Nine, I think Peyton actually posted that gift as well. How many times did your son get sacked? He got sacked nine times. Nine times? Nine times. Nine. Insane. I was watching another content creator who I think he said the last time the Jets gave up seven sacks in a game it was like 1997 or 98, and he has no idea how long it's been since they gave up nine sacks in a game. And I'll be honest with you, in this football game, it looked like the Jets were just going to lay down early, right? The first two possessions for the Bills, touchdown, field goal, Jets, bunch of three and outs, just not really playing well. It looked like they were just going to, like, after the first couple possessions, I was very much thinking to myself, this game's over. Bunch of three and outs after that. Some punts and oh, the punts. And is the comment section already lighting up about Matt Hawk? Couple of shanks from our prolific punter. And then quickly, the momentum felt like it shifted or at least sort of shifted. The Jets did absolutely capitalize on one of those shanks. Pulling within a possession. And for a bit, as I already talked about, this game was a three-point game. Jessica Tennis with the Super Chat. Jessica, thank you for being a part of the show. Appreciate you. Our losses have been one possession except one. That's right. Yeah, I think uh, all of them, other than the Colts game, have been by one possession. And my only comment, or crit- not even criticism there, is just we haven't seen that magic, right? We haven't seen that come-from-behind magic from Josh Allen and this Bills team to be able to like come back from, from one of those games. The Bills have played close and tough to every single opponent, which talks about what I said, playing to the level of their opponents, other than one, the Colts, who, oh, by the way, have been eliminated from the playoffs. Thank God. <laughs> that was the team I didn't want to I didn't want to face. That was the team. And yes, Sheldon Cole says they almost came back against the Bucs, and you are correct, sir. So thoughts on Matt Hawk. I've already kind of given them to you. So if you're a late arrival, um, I'll give them to you real quick. If you've been listening to this in podcast form or, or been with me since the top of the show live, you'll get a rehash. Matt Hawk is here because of his holding skills, his placeholding skills, not necessarily because of his punting skills. He's also here because the Buffalo Bills don't feel like they need a guy with a booming leg. They don't, they don't, they don't believe, they did not believe coming into 2021 based on 2020 that they would be punting the ball and needing to flip the field 80 yards, 75 yards, 60 yards. They needed a guy that could punt the ball within 45, 55, right? 60 yards, like, and, and like drop the ball inside the 20. Well, all we've really seen from Matt Hawk is just not a lot of great punts, period. Whether it's shanks or things off his foot, he obviously fumbled a punt today or fumbled a, uh, fumbled a snap today, which, you know, let's give him some credit. The snap from Reed Ferguson was a little bit to his left, but still, he should have handled that football. Absolutely should have handled it. But thank God for defense. Thank God for defense who can overcome bad special teams and a punter who's having a really, really bad day. And I'll be honest with you, thank God for this defense. I love this defense. I love the guys on this defense. I love that Harrison Phillips is becoming the best one-technique defensive tackle on this team because it begins to put Star Latulale a little bit in the rearview mirror. And I don't mean that as a diss or to disparage Star. Star's a phenomenal football player. This defense looks the way that it does versus last year, largely because of Star Latulale. But Star Latulale, I think, has one year left on his contract, and he's getting a little bit old. 
we need a guy like Harrison Phillips to work out. And Harrison has been playing like a man on fire. Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano, Jordan Poyer, who is the king of the dist. How that dude did not make a Pro Bowl, make the Pro Bowl, is beyond me. When you look at what Micah Hyde is and, and the stability that he brings to this defense, when you look at Levi Wallace on the outside and Dane Jackson and how you know the Bills haven't really missed a beat without Tredavious White. And then I'm not saying that we don't need Tredavious White. Tredavious White is the anchor to our offense. I need him on this football team. These young guys that are stepping up, Boogie Basham, Greg Rousseau, right? A.J. Epinesa. I love this defense. I love the guys on this defense. I love this team. This defense is just really, really, really good. I got another super chat. Thank you so much for the super chat. Action Jackson, 222. This defense has been playing possessed ever since the Pro Bowl snubs. Absolutely. They talked about it on the broadcast. They talked about the fact that this is the number one defense in the NFL and have been since week four. Number one defense in the NFL since week four, and not a single person made the Pro Bowl first team. Not a single person. Crazy. I will say this. As much as I love this defense, I hate division games. <laughs> you saw it all across the league today. I hate division or this weekend. I hate division games. Hate them. The Broncos put a fight to the Chiefs. The Jaguars beat the Colts. Right now, the Raiders are beating the Chargers. Like the Dolphins beat the Patriots. I hate division games. The 49ers beat the Rams. There's just it's a, just one of those situations where it's just challenging and it's tough. I hate division games. Hate them. Getting back to this football game as I kind of like come back to my notes. I apologize. The Buffalo Bills were largely on the struggle bus outside of a, the first two drives uh, while working Diggs and Devin Singletary, and then for some reason in the second quarter they just stopped. They just stopped doing that. I have to wonder. Now, I'm in Lakeview, which is Hamburg, for those of you that aren't familiar, which is about six miles in a straight line to Orchard Park, to the stadium, as the stadium borders the Hamburg border. Borders the Hamburg border? Borders that. Yep, that's what it is. And I got to wonder if the wind was an issue, more of an issue than, than they were even making it out on the broadcast. The wind was literally audibly howling around my house. I could hear it hitting the side of my house for most of the... There were times where, because I'm on the west, I'm west of the stadium... When I heard the wind howl and hit my house, I was almost kind of timing it and waiting. Is there going to be a moment in the game where I'm going to see that gust that just hit us, right, hit the stadium? Because the stadium is due west or due east of us. But I got to wonder if the wind was more of an issue than maybe what we thought it was. Because the Bills came out hot in the first quarter, right? Second and third quarter, they were pretty much dead in this football game. And then in the fourth quarter, they kind of came back to life a little bit, especially with the pass. But what I don't understand is why they weren't running the football in the second and third quarter. Why throw the ball 46 times today? I just, it just it's, it's baffling to me sometimes the play calls, the game plan. You've got, you've, got a, you've got a budding run game. You've got a budding RB1. You've got a kid that came into the football game kind of on a hot streak, and he, and he gets the ball a couple times in this game early, and he's doing it again, and you just take the ball away from him. I don't get it. I just don't get it. I will say this. I will say this. I was not nervous in this football game at all. Not nervous. A little bit annoyed. A little bit annoyed. Though I did not get up, I will say this. I was annoyed, but I did not get up this time and go do the dishes. I didn't start cleaning the kitchen at halftime. Just annoyed. Final, just a final thought, just kind of on my notes. Uh, it is proven that the bill, that this bill, it's proven to me, it's proven to us. We have all seen you all. I hear all of you. So many of you in the comment section are on Twitter with me, which is great. I love you guys. I don't do Facebook a lot. I'm in a bunch of Bills Mafia Facebook groups, but I don't really comment. It's just, it's a little too thick and dense and heavy, and nobody kind of stands out. It's hard to cut. It's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to connect, reconnect with a lot of different people on the Facebook groups because there's so many people in them. It's not like the Bills message board of old. I, lo- I, I prefer Twitter. But it's been proven to all of us, right, to every single one of us, that this offense flows better when certain things happen. 
One of those things is Isaiah McKenzie getting touches. And the brilliance about Isaiah McKenzie getting the football is those those plays aren't really passing plays. So jet sweeps, the pop passes, and things like that that they run with Isaiah, they're high-percentage plays because they're not really passing plays. They are, but they're not really passing plays. But the ball's not, you know, traversing across the field through the wind 5, 7, 10, 15, 25, 30 yards. So they're super high percentage. They almost always catch the defense off guard, and they open the offense up for Allen, and frankly, they just work. And for some reason, the Buffalo Bills just don't give McKenzie more touches. Legitimately, I just don't understand it. Might be my only gripe from this football game is I don't understand why we have not seen McKenzie get more touches. We have another super chat from my guy, Zach. Zach Raman. Zach, thank you for being a part of the show. Thank you for the super chat. You are the man. Just want to say I'm a huge fan. Love your stuff. We'll appreciate that, man. Your show helps us all process Bills games, win or lose. Today wasn't pretty, but we got it done. Back to back, baby. Enjoy it, Bills Mafia. I'm going to leave that up there for a minute just because it says enjoy it. Back to back, baby. (laughs) Enjoy it, Bills Mafia. The playoff picture right now. Well, right now, our playoff picture is pretty much determined upon a, a football game that's being played currently, which you've already heard me talk about. This Chargers and Raiders game is still at 10-7. So basically, it works like this. The Titans have the number one seed. They they get the bye. They get the week off. The Chiefs are the two seed. The Bills are the three seed. The Bengals are the four seed. The Patriots are the five seed. And the rest, the six and seven, are to be determined between the Chargers, the Vegas Las Vegas Raiders, and the Steelers. If the Raiders and the Vegas and Las Vegas uh, charge, sorry, if the Chargers and the Raiders tie, they both make it. If one of them loses, they're out and the Steelers are in, if that makes sense. Now, what we know, the Bills are going to host at least one playoff game. One, at least one. If the Chargers win or tie, the Bills play the Chargers. If the Raiders win, the Bills play the Patriots. I'm going to be honest with you. It sounds a lot better to me to have Justin Herbert and that West Coast offense. Meet West Coast meeting, that's where they live in the heat and the warmth, come to Buffalo in the middle of January. I would much prefer to see Justin Herbert and the Bills play next week versus the Patriots coming from Foxborough and that run game. Now, the Bills have done a very good job the last couple of weeks against the run. They have bottled up running teams and their running backs. Uh, and obviously, we know what, you know, uh, Mac Jones brings to a football game and is going to bring to the Patriots. I think I'd still rather see the Chargers. Even though they've got more weapons, there's something to be said for playing in the cold when you're not used to it. The Patriots are used to it. They live in it. They practice in it. They play in it. They run the ball in it. It's a toss-up. Either way, I, I expect fully expect the Bills to win either of those football games. But I think I'd rather see the Chargers. That's just me. Story of this football game. Every week, I give you a story of the game. For me, the story of this game was the defense. The Bills did not play complimentary football today despite the score. I don't care what anybody tells you. Don't look at stat grabbers. Don't look at score grabbers. It was 27 to 10. They played complimentary football. They did not. And you watched it. If you watched that game, you do, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, they did not play complimentary football today. Not for the whole game. For parts of the game, they did. This defense, though, is rounding into form perfectly. Even still, if that were any other football team that we played in this game, the Bills may not have escaped. Not many other teams are the Jets. Not many other teams have Zach Wilson. Not many other other teams, you know, are missing all of their wide receivers. But even when I say that, the Bills have the best defense in the league. It's the number one defense for a reason. Going into the postseason, this is exactly where you want to be. This is who you want to be. You want to have a great defense playing great football. If you play good defense, if you play great defense, your offense and your team, <clears throat> excuse me, always has a chance to win. And the, the the best news I can give you right now outside of the a, the Bills or AFC East champs is the Bills have a great defense. It sputters at times, not as much as the offense, but for all intents and purposes, this defense is great. <clears throat> I don't know what's going on with my voice all of a sudden. In the end, we talked about it several times. The Jets had five passing yards, five. And they were sacked. Wilson was sacked nine times. I'm going to get into stats here in a second. Real quick. I generally do a quarter-by-quarter report for you guys. Um, It's a lot of three and outs, man. 
<laughs> by both teams. Bills' first possession in the first quarter. Uh, the Jets obviously win the toss, choose to defer. There was a, a nice Knox catch, Dawson Knox catch, and a huge, huge run by Devin Singletary. And uh, runs him down to the red zone. Two straight no gains on runs uh, on a goal to go. Then a crazy catch by Diggs. Crazy catch. I had to. I wasn't sure either. They called it an incomplete on that pass on that catch, and then they called it a touchdown. And then I'm watching the review and I'm trying to pause my television and like, is his foot down? Is it not down? I've landed at, in my own mind, that's inconclusive. I can't even tell when his, when his toe comes up off the grass. Sure enough, they didn't overturn it. They gave Stephon Diggs. But if we could talk just to, for a minute, just for a minute, about Josh Allen and that throw. Josh Allen evades the rush again because that's what Josh Allen does. Even Jerry Ostrowski tweeted me uh, today during this game and said, Josh is just an off-script quarterback. That's just who he is. We love him. And I've said it too, and I agree evades the rush he's got a defender draped on him as he's like josh is tiptoeing the sideline throws the ball to stefan diggs i don't know how these guys do it i don't know how they make catches like that it's absolutely insane but regardless touchdown seven nothing fantastic throw fantastic catch um and the bills you know from there looked like it looked like it was going to be a little bit of a drubbing uh drubbing for the jets the jets first possession three and out and this is a phrase I typed a lot during this football game. <laughs> the Jets, three and out. Uh, the Bills' second possession, dare I say methodical. A very balanced drive. I found myself back to the days when LaShawn McCoy was here, when Fred Jackson and Marshawn Lynch were here, where I was sitting on my couch watching the game kind of unfold on offense. And situationally, I'm thinking to myself, run the ball here. Run the ball here. And they would. And I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't been that way with this football team in a very long time, probably since LaShawn McCoy left. 2019 and 2020, I spent most of my time going, don't run the ball. Why are you running the ball? A lot of this season. Now I find myself, run the ball. Run the ball here. Impose your will on them. I'm not anti-run. Somebody accused me of that on Twitter today. I'm not anti-run. I'm anti-run for this team because they don't run the football well. And if you're bad at it, don't do it. Just how I feel, but the Bills have gotten surprisingly good at running the, the football. Devin Singletary has played incredible the last several weeks. He's his cutbacks are great. His vision is great. His choosing of when he cuts and goes is great. It's funny to see him get caught from behind and be angry. And I, <laughs> Devin, we love you, bro, but you're just not that fast. And unfortunately, that's a genetics thing. And it just is what it is. I wish you were fat. I wish you had Matt Breed of speed. If Devin Singletary had Matt Breed of speed, He'd be the number one running back in the NFL, potentially, because he he can get through holes and get through the line, but then he gets caught from behind. Anyways, methodical, balanced drive starting from their inside from inside their own ten yard line. It was a great drive. The Bills clearly looking to get uh, Diggs, in my opinion, his bonus, and I tweeted about it. Or Stephon Diggs just loves playing against the Jets. They were throwing the ball to Stephon Diggs at like it, it was obvious that Josh was throwing the ball to Stephon. We're going to get you the ball. We're going to get you your, your your bonus. The Jets stopped the Bills and set up for a Bass 41-yard field goal. That's good. 10-0 Buffalo Bills. At this point, I thought the game was pretty much over. I, that, at this moment, for me, as a Bills fan, I was like, this game's over. The Jets' second possession after one first down, not a converted third down, just a first down. They're forced to punt again. And Cam Lewis actually blocks the punt by running straight up the middle. That was – I don't know if there's somebody in the in the chat that knows – I don't know when the last time the Buffalo Bills blocked the punt was, but that was great to see. Rolling into the second quarter, the Bills go four and out after a clear defensive hold on Davis. Another one of those moments where we just don't seem to get the calls we should be getting. The Bills turn the ball over on downs. Jets' third possession of the game. Forced to punt, or forced to punt, I should say, again after a huge sack by Boogie Basham. And the sack thing became a very recurring phrase that I started writing in my notes. Bills' fourth possession. Fourth possession. Uh, the, the Jets forced the Bills to punt in, uh, for the first time, I should say, forced the Bills' first punt in three games, including this one. Uh, the Jets' fourth possession, the Bills forced a three and out. Bills' fifth possession, three and out. And this is where things go sideways. This is where things, the Bills are 10 to nothing. They're against the wind. They're in control of the game. It's lightly raining. It's not bad. You just can't have what happens in this, in this sequence of events. Matt Hawk comes out, punches the football, shanks it off his foot. There's a penalty because Reed Ferguson gets into a wrestling match with one of their guys, which was awesome to see. I'm a big Reed Ferguson fan. Uh, 
Big Reed Ferguson fan. However, Matt Hawk lines up to punt it again, which Robert Sala is losing his mind because he just lost great field position. And then, and then what happens is, is he literally shanks it again and shanks it worse than the first time. And that shank had consequences. The Jets took advantage of that shank on a fourth and five from the Bills' 40. Matt, uh, not Matt, sorry. Zach Wilson throws a, a, a touchdown to Keelan Cole Sr. An incredible pass. As soon as he caught it, I said to McKenna, he's gone. And she goes, how did you know? And yeah, I'm like, because you can tell. Bills get the ball back. They go three and out again. Hawk shanks another punt. Another punt. 20-yard punt. 235 left in the half. And this is the moment where I'm not nervous, but I'm like, where are the dishes? <laughs> the Jets are getting the ball back with 235 left on another shank punt. And I'm like, where are the dishes? I need to clean me a kitchen around here. I was not happy. But then Mario Addison with a much-needed strip sack on third down and forces the Jets to punt inside two minutes. The Bills get the ball back with 152 and zero timeouts. The Bills were not very good with timeouts today. They just weren't. Then throw to Bees, throw to Diggs, throw to Bees, throw to Diggs. Davis, 26 seconds left. Then that fun run with Josh Allen where he runs out to his right and then like <laughs> Dawson Knox. How many times does anybody else have a a framed mental photo picture of Dawson Knox standing on the sideline while like Josh Allen's running by him? It just seems like that happens all the time that Dawson Knox is standing on the sideline, just hanging out there on the sideline while like the play's going by him. Well, Josh Allen like fakes the pitch to him and then runs and he's standing there and he finally does pitch him. It was it was a beautiful play. It was a, it was a super heady play. And probably got them the three points that they scored because had he not done that, he gets tackled in bounds and changes the complexity of that just those last couple seconds. Beautiful run. Beautiful pitch to Knox. 17 seconds left. Bills have a couple throws, helped by a couple penalty penalties. And the Buffalo Bills end up settling for a field goal at the end of the half, not before Josh Allen was pleading his case. Absolutely 100% pleading his case to Sean McDermott to let them go for it on the three-yard line with like three seconds left. I'll be honest with you, I think they should have. <laughs> I don't think it would have mattered necessarily in the final score of the game. I don't think missing there that somehow the Jets come back and win this game. But 13-7, to Buffalo Bills halftime, third quarter, Jets first get the first possession. After a huge sack by Jordan Poyer on first down, they're forced to punt. The Bills then have a perplexing drive, uh, and that's what was just what was in my note, where the wide receivers were nowhere near on the same page as Josh Allen. Uh, and Josh Allen came off the field frustrated, and it results in another hawk punt. Uh, Jets, uh, second possession, they go three and out. And this is the moment where I'm like, man, this Bills defense is playing lights out. They're playing lights freaking out in this football game. And then finally, the Buffalo Bills start to run again. They get the ball back after that punt, and they, they start to run. Two super strong runs by Devin Singletary and all of us. Collective Bills Mafia, all of us sitting on our couches and our chairs around the world going, yes, why are we not doing this? Which is a complete page flip, page turn from where we were two months ago when it was like, don't ever run the football. Why would you run the football? Right? We're all kind of on the same page with this. They start to run the go run the football again. And then there's a penalty. And there's some more frustration from Josh Allen. And the Bills are kind of sort of returning to that we hurt ourselves kind of football stuff that they do at times, where they they do good things. In this game, they, they hurt themselves several times. It was a little bit frustrating. A little update on the uh, Chargers-Raiders game. It's 14-10. to 10. Chargers are up. Got a super chat from McMaddie. What's up, McMaddie? Thank you so much for being a part of the show. How about that stiff arm takedown by Diggs followed by the stare down <laughs> had me fired up. It's funny, dude. I'm super sensitive about this stuff because I'm always at the point where it's like, just don't get a taunting penalty. Just don't get it because they throw, they don't throw the taunting penalty flat penalty flag when I feel like they should. And they throw it at times. Where I'm like, what? You threw it there? And that was one of those moments where he kind of chirped and barked at him a little bit and stared him down. It was awesome. I agree with you. But I was just like, please do not get a taunting penalty here. Please don't get a taunting penalty here. And he didn't, which was great. But yeah, that was a fun sequence. That was a fun play. Incomplete on third and 13, getting back to the Bills third quarter. Bills have to punt. Jets third possession of the half, of the second half. A huge tackle for loss by Edmonds. Edmonds out there catching bodies, as my guy Jay Spence likes to say. 
it was great to see him charge the hole and like not even give up. He didn't give an inch. He just went right after the guy. Then a fifth sack for for the Buffalo Bills by Ed Oliver, and they have to punt again. Bills third possession of the half, three and out. More punting disastrous. Ha- uh, Hawk, I keep calling him Hack. I probably should. Hawk drops the snap, and it was just from there. And I, you give the guy credit, right? He tried to muscle and he tried to motor and get himself into a situation where he could kick the ball. You just Super Bowl football teams can't do that that kind of stuff. They just championship caliber teams. Those those signs went up this week. Championship caliber. They took the playoff caliber stuff down. Put up all the championship caliber. Matt Hawk did not read those signs this week. The Jets get the ball back at the 22. And this is literally, for me, the welcome to what is going on in this game moment. This is where I'm like, what is going on? Thank God the Jets go three and out, and Wilson shows a little bit of the rookie in him. He scrambles backwards for like 15 or 20 yards. And then they kick a very impressive 49-yard field goal with the win to go to to 10 points. So the Bills are now winning 13-10. But when they had the ball first down at the 22, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Are they really going to go up 17, 13, or not 17, I'm sorry. Are they really going to go up 14, 10, 14, 13 on us? They didn't, luckily, thank God. The, the defense did its job. What a great defense it is. Bill's fourth possession of the half. And outside of a nice, like a beautiful ball, a bucket drop that, that Allen threw to Knox, it was just more of the same offense. It just they weren't on the same page. The play, it was either the play calling, the execution, whatever it was. They just weren't. They just weren't. They weren't in rhythm. And if I'm not mistaken, this is the moment where they actually went up tempo. They started snapping the ball within like 13 or 16 seconds, or with with I should say 13 or 16 seconds left on the on the play clock. And then Hawk finally has a good punt, leaves the ball inside the three yard line. The crowd erupts in applause. Jets ball from the two-yard two yard line, the Bills' two-yard line, or I should say their own two-yard line, my fault. Run by Carter for three, flip the quarter. Now in the fourth quarter, Jets from the five. Jets finally convert their first third down of the game. We're going to talk about this in the stats here in like two seconds. Finally convert their third down, their first third down of the game. Wilson is sacked right after that for the seventh time, and they're forced to punt. <laughs> Just It was a comedy of errors for the Jets. And then aided by a 32-yard scramble once the Bills get the ball back, Devin Singletary gets in for six to make it a two-possession game again, 20-10. to 10. The Jets once one more time go three and out. The Bills get their eighth sack as Hughes notches a half a sack. And this is the moment, I think, for me where it's like, it's definitely, there's a directional wind thing going. This is the moment where I'm like, first quarter, the Bills did well. Second and third, the Jets were okay. The Bills did not do good. Fourth quarter, the Bills had the wind again, and they, played, they were playing good. And the Jets were awful. They were atrocious. This is where it was notched in my mind. You know what? I think the wind is more of a problem than even the, the announcing crew's letting on. And it didn't look like it was a big problem on the field, but I think it was. Buffalo Bills have a first down. Then the throw to Devin Singletary for the touchdown. 27-10 Buffalo AFC East champions. And the Bills will notch one more sack right after that to go to 9 Nine times, nine sacks, nine times. Real quick with your stats. Josh Allen in this football game was 24-45. Not great completion percentage, but they threw the ball a lot. They didn't probably need to. 45 attempts. Just, I don't, when you've got a, when you've got a budding run game, 45 attempts. 239 yards, two touchdowns. Devin Singletary, 19 for 88 yards, 4.6 rather, average, one touchdown. Josh Allen was 5 for 63 with a 12-yard average. Isaiah McKenzie had the one rush for 10 yards. Zach Moss, 5 for 8. Back down to 1.6 for Zach. Receiving Stephon Diggs, 9 for 81 in the touchdown. Dawson Knox, 3 for 49. Gabe Davis, 3 for 39, who was injured a lot of that. You watched him limp around the football field all over the place. Cole Beasley, 4 for 31, who also looked like he was injured. Devin Singletary, 2 for 24 in a touchdown. Kumaro caught a ball from Mitch, one for 15. McKenzie had a catch. Moss had two catches, yada, yada. Sacks in this football game. Mario Addison had two sacks. Jordan Poyer had two sacks. Matt Milano had a sack. Ed Oliver had a sack and a half. Uh, Boogie Basham had a sack. And then Jerry Hughes not gets his name on the board with a half a sack as well. Stats in this football game. Well, I'll give, you, I'll give you the Jets stats, and then I'll get to that super chat real quick. 
Um, I see you, JR. Just hang on a second. Zach Wilson, seven of twenty, <laughs> almost almost thirty or just just over thirty percent passing. So you want to talk about Josh Allen's day, which we're going to hear about it. We're going to hear about Josh Allen having yet another not great day passing. What they're not going to tell you about is the quarterbacks that Matt Ryan's play last week and Zach Wilson's this week, seven to twenty for eighty-seven yards, one touchdown. Zach Wilson uh, for rushing led his team in rushing two for 20, 24 yards. Michael Carter nine for nineteen. It just wasn't great. Team stats, total yards. The Jets had 53 total yards in this game. 53. Crazy. The Buffalo Bills had 424. Passing yards for the Jets, five. (laughs) The Bills, 254. Rushing yards for the Jets, 48. The Bills, 170. Yards per play, 1.2 yards per play for the Jets. 5.4 for the Bills. That's pretty good. First downs, Bills had 25. Third down efficiency, 8 for 18. They were 0-1 on fourth downs. Punted seven times after not punting in the last two games. Time of possession, Buffalo Bills, 37 minutes. Super good stuff. JR's got a super chat for me. And let's scroll back here and find it. Joe, I was close to my uh, yard prediction for motor. Yes, you were. And David Reed actually predicted the score. So last night on the Saturday night at uh, 8 o'clock on the Time to Shine program, the Bills Mafia Time to Shine, uh, JR almost had his yard prediction, and then uh, David Reed uh, called 27 to 10, which was pretty cool. Which he, of course, reminded me on Twitter. Dude Awards. So, for those of you that are new to the program every week, uh, everybody, most content creators do some sort of an arrow up, arrow down, thumbs up, thumbs down, trending type things. I do the Dude Awards here on the Overreaction Post Game Show. We do the Dude Awards. And basically, what that means is when a guy has a good game, we go, dude, you played well. Good job, dude. And when he doesn't play well, we go, dude, we got to talk. Dude, we got, bro, dude, that just wasn't good. So my first dude award goes to Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver is quick. There's no doubt in my mind that Ed Oliver is going to have his fifth-year option picked up. This kid has turned a corner. I don't know what that corner is. I don't necessarily know what it takes or why. But he absolutely 100% has turned a corner. Ed Oliver is playing lights out, phenomenal football. Uh, whether it's next to Star, whether it's next to Harrison Phillips, it's great. And oh, by the way, the, the Raiders just scored. It's now 17 14 Raiders. So we're going to get to this football game here in a minute because we'll be done here shortly. Uh, next, dude award, Devin Singletary just continues to shine. I love, love what I'm seeing from Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary depending on what these playoffs look like, could make me forget about wanting to find an RB1. I'm not saying that he's necessarily a lock at RB1, but he's playing well enough to complement what the Bills do want to do in the passing game. Devin has been playing like a crazy man. It's been great to see. My last dude award goes to the offensive line. Uh, these five guys are just, they found their five, in my opinion, and uh, they shouldn't look back. They found their five for now. I'm not saying that they don't need to do something in the offseason, but for right now, they found their five. This offensive line, Deion Dawkins, Ryan Bates, Ryan Rick Bates, Mitch Morse, uh, Daryl Williams, and uh, uh, Spencer Brown is just playing. They're, they're playing so well, cohesive. They're communicating well. The Bills rushed for 170 yards, like I told you, and Allen wasn't sacked a single time in this football game. Super good. Those are my dude awards. I need to figure out a way, excuse me, to get sponsored for my dude awards so that uh, that'd be fun, I think, anyway. But uh, my dude awards. So the the guys that didn't play well, we've talked a lot about one already. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna continue to hammer him. Matt Hawk just has to be better. You're playing professional football, bro. You're prof- you're a punter for a professional football team. Just be better, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. My last, I don't have three dude awards. I've only got two. My last one goes to Brian Dable. I don't know. Clearly, we're not in the huddle. Clearly, we're not in the meeting rooms. Clearly, we're not on the field. We don't necessarily know what Josh Allen is is or is not allowed to do. 45 passing attempts in that football game to me is ridiculous. Whether they were called passes or checked passes, the reality is is Brian Dable is the offensive coordinator. And as much as you want to trust, you want to trust your quarterback, there's times where you've got to tell you you either have to call run plays and give the ball to the hot hand, which was Devin Singletary in a bad weather football game. Or you've got to you've got to pull the kid aside, Josh Allen, and be like, "Bro, we can run the ball. Let's run the ball. It's going to make passing it easier for you." Allen was forcing the ball all over the place. 
the plays just weren't, I don't even know. They just, they, they were working the outsides. And they were working those comeback routes beautifully. And then they just stopped. They just stopped calling them all together. And the, then there was miscommunication all over the place where like Knox didn't know where he was going. Gabe Davis didn't know where he was going. There's just a lot of miscommunication. I don't, so for me, Brian Dable is going to absolutely walk away with a dude award from this football game. It just wasn't necessarily great in my opinion. Uh, so we got 24 seconds left in the half. I don't know where the Chargers are on the field, 17-14, but I'm going to wrap this thing up, and I'm going to run over uh, quickly and get to the uh, your tweets because this is my favorite part of the show. So just so you guys know that. I tweeted out after this football game, the Buffalo Bills are AFC East champs for the second straight year. How are you feeling, Bills Mafia? Let me know reading your tweets live at 9 p.m. on the show. First one is from Ethan Tweedy, who actually came in with a super chat. Well, Joe, this was an ugly game, but the, the defense showed Zach Wilson, who's boss. Hawk is a hack. <laughs> Don't mess with my brain like that, bro. But bottom line is we are AFC East champions. Let's go, Bills. That's right. I'm going to like that one. Bryce Sheen, at Bryce Sheen. Anxious for the Bills to open up the playbook for the Super Bowl run. I'm interested in seeing what they're going to do, too. I'm, my fear is that they're going to get conservative, Bryce. Buddy Mills, my guy, buddy, at Buddy Mills underscore EIT. The Bills are now good enough that they can have lapses throughout the season and still win the AFC East and be a perpetual Super Bowl contender. Allen's floor is 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. This is everything we hoped for during the drought. I agree, bro. I'm right there with you. GD McGuire at McGuire52. Matt Hawk is Nathan Peterman. I mean, have you ever seen them in the same room at the same time? <laughs> It's amazing. My guy, Richard R. Rush, who's actually in the comments section at Richard R. Rush, too. What's up, dude? My emotions are like a roller coaster. Explain to me why, like I'm five, why we can't just whoop a team's ass instead of making my blood pressure spike. Laugh out loud. We won and the Pats D or the Pats lost. So overall, I'm happy. Hawk still sucks, though. Hashtag go Bills. Good stuff, bro. My girl, Pamela. What's up, Pamela? At Pamadonna. AFC East champs. D and Singletary are the dudes. You got. I, you call it. That's right. And then I threw the offensive line in there. She nailed it. At this point, I'm letting go and just going with with it. I'm exhausted from the season. They made it this far. Who says they can't go all the way? That's absolutely right. When you look at this playoff field, Pam, and everybody else, these teams are so closely matched and, and so closely packed that there's absolutely no reason that the Buffalo Bills can't w go to and win a Super Bowl this year. Bring on the playoffs. Game number one, go Bills. Uh, C-Dub Bills Mafia at Chriswell73. He's just got the little kid going, yes! Love it. And then he says, don't care about the ugly wins. On to the playoffs. If the Ravens can win a Super Bowl with an awesome defense and okay offense, then this year's Bills can do it with an awesome defense and an offense that makes you want to slam your head against the wall at times. <laughs> Hashtag go Bills. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. Bills Media 716 at Bills Media 716. Wait, this can't be right. I was told by the Patriot fans a month ago we were done. I'm on top of the world right now, and only one thing could make it better. Sending the Pats packing next weekend. Go Bills. Hashtag Wildest Dreams Land. Mojo, uh, uh, Boho Mojo, baby. Love it. Bills fan and the C. I'm going to open it up here. Hang on a second. At uh, big underscore Bills underscore guy. I feel like it's time for a celeb celebratory drink and cigar. Bro, I cheers you to that. So go get your drink. Tip them glasses. My guy Steve at Steve Westerhout. It was, a, it was an ugly win on offense. Defense was stellar. I'll take it. Short and sweet to the point. Love it. The 716 report at the 716 report. The first year I watched the Bills was 2004. Lived through Losman and Edwards and Holcomb and Jerron and much more. I don't take for granted these past few years, but still hope for a Super Bowl. Right there with you, dude. Those are some rough years. Allen, AK Bar 17. At Allen, AK Bar 17. That's exactly what it is. Very impressed with Motor and this defense. Also, shout out to the offensive line. Gave Josh some quality looks. It sounds like, oh, and then he says, also love the pod, Victory Monday ritual. Let's go, Bills. It sounds like everybody's kind of on the same board with me. That my dude awards were, indeed, Devin Singletary. I had Ed Oliver and the offensive line and the defense. I didn't put the defense. I put Ed Oliver. I didn't want to give it to the entire offense, so it is what it is. Got a super chat coming at you guys real quick before I wrap this thing up from Scott Summer. Sumner. I'm sorry. I want the Chargers next. They're soft in the cold. Bro, I'm right there with you, dude. Like, if you're going to give me a team that's potentially going to lay down in the cold, a West Coast team coming to Buffalo, let's do that. I'm in, I'm in with that. 
Before I let you guys go, thank you so much for being tuned into the show. And I want to talk to you real quick about the sponsor, my guy, John Spazchek, uh, who is basically the market dominator team. Uh, he's got a couple of people that work with him that are part of their real estate brokerage team. They are uh, real estate agents for Keller Williams Realty, the largest real estate agent in the entire world, or real estate brokerage, I'm sorry, in the entire world. And John considers himself and his team life transition specialists. Now, John is going to be doing something really cool soon. He's going to be doing some video. He's, he's actually jumping on YouTube. I'm going to help him put some stuff together. He's going to do some pods. He's going to do some walkthroughs. He's going to begin showing everybody that, like in the Western New York market, what he brings to the table, what you should be looking for, why you should choose his team. So if you're in the market for uh, to buy a house, to sell a house, if you're looking uh, to, to, to upgrade homes, or if you're basically looking to get out of your house, whatever it is, uh, you want to call John. The reason is because when you're looking to buy a house, it's very strategic nowadays, not to mention you, you need to know what to look for, whether it's in a basement and you're looking for basement cracks. John and his team can tell you what are good cracks and what are bad cracks because stuff like that in a basement foundation matter. When you're talking about your heater and your HVAC system, when you're talking about just different things throughout the house that matter, John's team are experts at this stuff. And when you're trying to sell a home, especially in this market, you want to maximize its value. So if you are looking to buy or sell a home, you need to call John and his team you can reach him at 5705, I'm sorry, 716-570-3298. The number again, 716-570-3298. You can also email him at youreliteBroker at gmail.com. You can also find him on Twitter. John is Bill's Mafia. He has a new Twitter handle. It's M as in Mary, M Dominator 716. John is the best. I've used John. All my friends have used John. My family's used John. Give John a call. Um, and uh, I'm supposed to tell you as well that even if you've got a family member that's in real estate, call John anyway. John will answer his phone, 570-3298. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, fans of the AFC East 2021 Buffalo Bills, AFC East champion 2021 Buffalo Bills, thank you so much for being tuned into the overreaction post-game show brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Multicast Network. My name is Joe Miller. I'm your host and the voice of the overreaction post-game show and you can find me, as always, on Twitter. Mad love, Mafia. It's been a fun season. It's been a lot. It's been great. It's been incredible. It's not over. One not done. McKenna was wearing that hoodie today. One not done. So we, we, we've accomplished the first goal. We've won the East. Now it's on to either the Chargers or the Patriots. I will be back tomorrow night with John Fina, 9 o'clock. The Off Tackle with John Fina show, Code of Conduct, on Tuesday. Jay Spencer King at 9 o'clock. And then the Hump Day Hotline with myself and Jay Spence on Wednesday, 9 p.m. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. I know you've got options. The fact that you hang out with me is super cool. Appreciate y'all. Go Bills. Yeah.